Thank you for joining us at You Can Read the Bible. Today is a lesson on prayerful lives in Luke. My name is Matt Carter. So, do you pray? Maybe you feel like Jimmy Stewart's character, George Bailey, who isn't much of a praying man. But prayer is really just a conversation with God. It's often our best way of responding to him. And our prayers are never perfect. We don't need to be a superstar Christian to pray. We don't need to quote scripture or use fancy words. We don't really need to fuss over prayer. We simply need to pray. Prayer is good for us. Prayer shapes us. Well, the two opening chapters to the Gospel of Luke are filled with five examples of prayer that have shaped Christian prayer for centuries. Luke emphasizes prayer and the Holy Spirit in his Gospel, and Luke was a little like us. He never met Jesus in person. He was a second-hand witness to the Christ. The responses to the Lord given by these four early characters in Luke's Gospel are spirit-guided prayers. Well, these five prayers are traditionally known by their first words in Latin, but don't let that put you off. The first prayer, the Fiat Mihi, found in Luke chapter 1, verse 38, is a prayer from Mary, the mother of Jesus. Let it be with me according to your word. I'll read the prayer in the ESV version. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So, the other, the other four prayers, the next one is, is by Mary as well. That's traditionally known as the Magnificat. This is from Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. Again, from the ESV version. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm, he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts, he has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Well, the next of these five prayers is known as the Benedictus, from Luke chapter 1, verses 68 through 79. This is a prayer from Zechariah, and the, the first words are, are blessed. Blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel. Again, from the ESV, starting in verse 68, Zechariah says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people, and the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The fourth prayer is uh, in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. This is interesting because this is actually the prayer of the angels. 
And this prayer is typically known as the Gloria in Excelsis or Gloria in Excelsis Deo prayer. Again, ESV version, chapter 2, verse 14, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The fifth prayer is known as the Nunc Dimittis. This is from Luke chapter 2, verses 29 through 32. This is the prayer of Simeon. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Now, traditionally, Christians have used these prayers as models for their own daily prayers. Indeed, they have most often been used to mark time throughout the day. So each of these prayers is associated with a specific time of day. Praying either exactly these words of scripture or modeling a prayer in your own words based on these scripture words during key parts of the day is a way of intentionally shaping your day with prayer. It's a way of forming yourself each day by your relationship with God. And so one common way of doing this is for the fiat mihi and the nunc dimittis prayers to mark the rising from and falling to sleep. And then the Magnificat, Benedictus, and Gloria in Excelsis prayers are then ex each associated with one of the day's three meals. We'll look at each of these five prayers in turn. So we'll start with the Fiat Mihi from Luke 1.38. This is the same word, the Fiat word in Latin, is the same word that's uh, used in Genesis 1.3. It's the word make. Mary is responding here to the angel's news that she will carry the Christ child. And her response is an emphatic yes that shape says to the Lord, shape me and make me according to your word. Just as you did at creation, make me according to your plan and purpose, no matter the cost. Now, traditionally, Christians have used Mary's prayer, this fiat mihi prayer, as their, as their own prayer when they first wake up in the morning. At the dawn of a new day, Christians yield their lives to the Lord for him to make of them what he will. Take this day in my life, O Lord, and mold me according to your purpose. The next prayer, the Magnificat, is also a prayer by Mary. This is from Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. This prayer is offered in fellowship with her cousin Elizabeth. They were just talking about what the Lord was doing in their lives, and Mary's prayer here is to praise and exalt the Lord. Indeed, the first line is that Mary's soul magnifies the Lord. This prayer of Mary's is itself modeled after Hannah's song in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 1-10. through 10. Harry, I'm sorry, Hannah was the mother of the prophet Samuel, and her song is her prayer in response to the news about her own son and the Lord's plans for his life. Now, Mary does not copy Hannah's prayer exactly. Instead, Mary has been soaked in scripture her entire life. Remembering Hannah's prayer as the prayer of a hopeful mother, Mary makes it her own. Mary has been shaped by scripture, and her praying back to the Lord shows this. Now, traditionally, Christians have used Mary's Magnificat prayer as their morning prayer. I like to use it at breakfast. I praise the Lord for bringing justice and mercy, ruling over his creation throughout history. The next prayer, the Benedictus prayer, is uh, not from Mary. Just as Mary's Magnificat prayer, however, it shows us a, a prayer born out of a life soaked in scripture. And we see the same thing in the Benedictus as we see in Mary's Magnificat prayer, deep allusions to scripture. 
So here in this prayer by Zechariah, there are 19 allusions to the Old Testament scriptures. Ten of those allusions come directly from the Psalms, which are the prayer book of God's children. Zechariah's Benedictus prayer is his response to the Lord's plans for his son's life. Now, when he first learned of these plans from an angel while Elizabeth was still pregnant, he doubted them. And as a consequence, he was made mute until the eighth day after his son John was born. This prayer was stewing inside of Zechariah for months. This prayer is the fruition of a life spent in prayer. The centerpiece of Zacharias's Benedictus prayer is in verse 76, quote, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare his ways, end quote. This is a prayer celebrating a life spent serving the Lord. The people of God, the servants of Jesus, find their identity and calling in service to him. Prayer is our intimate conversation with our Lord and Father. When we soak ourselves in the Lord speaking our lives into being, through the prayers we find in Scripture, we cannot help but echo these words back to him in gratitude. Christians have traditionally used this prayer at noontime. I like to use it at lunch in the midst of the workdays, hustle and bustle. It helps me to get still and remember who is God. It centers and orients my compass towards him. This next prayer is uh, the Gloria in Excelsis Deo prayer. This is the prayer that the angels offered, uh, and this is found in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. The response of all God's people to seeing his work is praise and gratitude, including the angels. And this Gloria in Excelsis prayer always reminds me of the song of Moses and Miriam back in Exodus chapter 15, 1 through 18. Now, this Gloria in Excelsis prayer is the traditional evening prayer for Christians, and it might help if you associate this, this type of prayer with the evening meal. Now, the fifth and final prayer, the Nunc Dimittis prayer, is the prayer of Simeon. Now, Simeon was an old man when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to him, and he, like all God's children, had been waiting his whole life for the Messiah. Now, upon seeing and holding Jesus, he offers this prayer in Luke chapter 2, verses 29 through 32. Lord, now I, your servant, can depart in peace. I have seen and held the Messiah, and now my life is complete. After his prayer, Simeon prophesies to Mary in verses 34 and 35. Mary, he basically says, remember the cross. This Christ child will suffer and die as the atoning sacrifice for his people. The Lord, he breaks into history and into our own lives and our own suffering. In prayer, we also draw near to each other by sharing in each other's suffering. We pray with and for each other, allowing our, our Christian fellowship to break into the lives and burdens of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Prayer is also where we share in the Lord's comfort and his redemption of our suffering. The Nunc Dimittis prayer is the traditional bedtime prayer of Christians. It's a very aware prayer, full of the knowledge of the day's joys, cares, and suffering. It's a very aware prayer that our Lord and Father is in complete control, that we rest in the quietness of his protection. So prayer is our response to the work that God's already doing. It's, it's not just a request line. And, and really, prayer is our response to what we read and learn about God in Scripture. It's part of a two-way conversation. 
and it works alongside of scripture as we see in these examples from luke these prayers are very often filled with allusions to scripture because the people of god are the people of the word and the word influences not only our lives uh, in general but our lives of prayer specifically prayer ultimately changes us by shaping how we see life so thank you for joining us for this lesson on uh, prayer lives in luke